0: Welcome everybody to the UESP Podcast. I'm your host, Pylon, and today we've got a full crew on board with us to, uh, here to talk about some Elder Scrolls online and the, few, and the state of MMOs I think is kind of the topic we're going to be covering tonight. So I want to get around to introducing everybody. Let's start with you, Lost in Hyrule. Can you say hi and tell everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Hello, I go by Lost in Hyrule. I've been working on the uesp wiki for about a year and i serve as a junior moderator on the discord and i zelda is my favorite series but elder scrolls at least in the top five
0: top five i would okay what what is i don't know
1: what they are i was just making sure i didn't say a false statement it's definitely (laughs) in the top five five. yes
0: alara how about yourself (laughs)
2: Um, I do a little bit of everything for the UESP, edit the wiki, admin forum and
3: Discord, do a little bit of social media.
0: Awesome. And Baratron with the funky camera?
3: (laughs) Weird noises in the background. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm Discord admin. I do uh, tweeting about about ESO, and I'm the um, guildmaster for the PCNA version of the UESP guild.
0: I'm old enough to remember when the verb for Twitter was Twittering before people said tweets <laughs> in the very early days. And our favorite dancing robot calling in again, AKB. Can you give everybody a brief summary of what you do with UESP?
4: I mostly try to s- slam computers into doing the very obvious thing that they're supposed to do, but then they don't anyway.
0: <laughs> that sounds like my life this week. Though. Okay, well, on that note, let's get moving over to the news. Okay, so the news this week, we've got a big pile of news it looks like this week. So first off, I want to give another shout out to Eric Gordon who made us those amazing intro video um, musical composition for that um, with Enadoc doing the actual imagery behind it. So big thanks to Enadoc and Eric Gordon for those videos. ESO, we've got a lot of things coming up. Um who would like to speak first to the news at ESO? Baratron? That's generally we leave to the guild, Doyen.
3: Sure. Um, so we've got the Thieves Guild Dark Brotherhood uh, event starting, it uh, says here on March the 7th. Okay, March the 7th at 10 a.m. EST and ends March the 18th at 10 a.m. EST. So that's uh, the usual thing they're going for, which is basically two weekends plus um like a week in between. And there's going to be double reward drops for world bosses and delve bosses in Hughesbane and Gold Coast. Gold Coast. <laughs> um, strangely, they're not doing double drops in more of Cards. They're just going to be double Defiled Whiskers, which is the style stone. So you're not actually going to get double moon dancer rings or anything like that unfortunately um there's going to be increased rewards for heists and sacraments what happened last time was that if you uh completed one you got the reward for perfect and if you completed it perfectly i think you got two rewards or something like that so if you're like me and you are absolutely (laughs) terrible at heists and sacraments um it's a chance to actually get a good reward um there will be double harvesting resources from nodes, not including the surveys. So, um, you know, if you're just wandering around, you pick up a node, you'll get twice as much stuff approximately. There's, I think it's 50% off on the two DLCs and uh, there's event tickets again. So um, going towards the Indrik and the Indrik berries.
2: You get those from completing the first sacrament and heist each day
0: it's just so sacrament and heist so one for each one for each one for each just kind of the same way that the Morrowind event worked one mm-hmm. for each daily I also yep probably... and they said you can get up
2: to a total of 24 throughout the whole event
0: so that's a lot that's probably pushed most people if you haven't got your indrick now you should be able to join this event if you've been doing all the ones at least from 2019 um i'm pushing into my third berry i think with this one so that'll be exciting Um, I also, uh, with the Morrowind one, I spaced out completely in the one night, so I went down to the world bosses, I picked up the quest, I went down there and waited, and there was nobody around for a good like half hour, and I was like, what is going (laughs) on? And I realized I was down there the day the event ended, no one did a world boss after that day, so it was a lot Mm -hmm. harder to complete on my healer. Alara, do you want to give a chat about what Legends is up to this week?
2: Uh, so this week we had an update, which included a bunch of bug fixes, new visual effects for the cards Mud Crab, Ankle Snapper, Unite the Houses, and the Red Year, um, a new feature for Mass Pack opening if you have more than 50 packs, and a new setting to automatically mute opponent emotes if you're tired of people just you know messaging the same thing over and over. There is also the February Monthly card. Um, do you have the picture of that?
0: I do not have the picture of that right now. In-
2: it's in the notes. I, yeah, it's if not going to do me do that. copy it out. <laughs> oh <laughs> okay,
0: well, um, It is the train I can s- read it out to everybody. It is training yeah. grounds. It's a support card for four costs. Uh, when you summon a creature, give it a give it plus one plus one if it shares a type with the, the top creature in your deck. That's a very specific specific card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
2: was gonna see if I could grab a link to it here. It's Here's an article for it. I'll link oh, it in the chat. In the
0: chat, that
2: everyone can see on their
0: own. And if you're listening yep. online, you can check the show notes to get the link for it. Because I'll go mm. into it in the news. But next week we should <laughs> have the audio call working.
2: And that's it for Legends, and I think at least that's everything I had in the notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's still good news. The seven or 2.7 this week. So nice to finally get some bug fixes mm-hmm. in there. So yeah. And the new effects, too. I used the mud
2: crab ankle snapper card a bit, and it's got this uh, little mud crab that walks across the board and just pinches your
0: opponent. (laughs) It's so cute. Yeah. Amazing. I'll have to test that out. And then it pains me to say this, but AKB, we have some news about some other Elder Scroll games, and I'm hoping you can share it because of your
4: witchcraft. (laughs) So a while back, everyone took basically... Drew Strauss and said, you know what, let's take a guess at when Blades would release, actually. And by chance, one user happened to guess the exact day it would release. And that user was me, March 1st. I don't know how long of absolute silence he said, you know what, now it comes out. And I'm gonna take credit for that. That they took the pressure of me saying it's gonna come out on March 1st as the data came out. <laughs> it's only on iOS because, again, technology hates me and also pile on this week because the day they announced Blades in the first place, I bought a Samsung phone, going like, "Oh wow, <laughs> time to finally upgrade after six years from my stupid LG phone that was broken five times over to a uh, modern phone." Oh hey, they listed a bunch of Samsung options, but no, still can't play it. And fun. based on when you signed up for it, you'll get into the closed beta or early access. It's going to take place this spring, which is a stupid comment because spring already started when they announced that. So who knows when it's coming out? Make their point by
0: June twenty-first.
4: Maybe they're going June? by equatorial spring. <laughs> Bethesda runs off of the planting seasons, it turns out. Uh, It's under NDA right now, so no one's talking about it. But when it eventually comes out on Early Access, which will also be on Android, so all of us can actually play the game that I spent $900 to play, we'll finally be able to download it, thanks to the grace of Bethesda. (laughs) If
0: you upgraded for the sole purpose of being able to play Blades given the point that we were all kind of like, I don't even know if it's going to happen. That's a ballsy move.
4: I told you, I said the day it was going to happen, I'll have you know.
0: <laughs> you did guess the day. Eden? But then you also, I believe, if we look back at that, you prefaced it with it's probably never coming out, but if it does, it'll be on the first.
4: Well, that way I'm right in every universe.
0: Either way, I am sad to know that you we will not see you for long since you clearly sold your soul to the devil for that information. Uh, I will miss you. we will play blades in your honor and we'll name our characters after you once you the devil has clearly taken its toll and for you being able to guess that one so well you have good luck with these things too I feel This happens more than once
4: it has it has
1: happened about five times now yeah okay, we need so to when, get AKB so... in this we need to get AKB in the same room with um, our Merkmeyer prophet.
0: <laughs> I don't think we can hit. I do want to know, though, AKB, when is uh, The Elder Scrolls 6 coming out?
4: So here's the thing about that: that where <laughs> I could actually <laughs> answer this question, and I don't want to.
0: You can actually answer it, he says, just to tease everybody listening. To like, oh, I actually know this. Don't worry about it.
4: Here's the thing: like, Bethesda pointed it out to us that if we just looked at their use of their website, we could probably figure out their release dates and what the games are about. So it's something I'm deliberately not trying to figure out. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay, well, I think that leads us to figuring out what we are doing this week, and we're going to go to our scholarly pursuits. Okay, so Lost in Hyrule, since you didn't really have any news updates to share, I'm going to start with you on your scholarly pursuits. What have you been up to this past week and a day since we've talked last?
1: (laughs) My Elder Scrolls playing has not been a whole lot. Um, A few rounds of Skyrim pinball, I found a new weapon, the Elven Greatsword, that I hadn't documented yet, so that's nice. It's now on my spreadsheet. The other thing is, while having a discussion in the lore section of the Discord channel, um... I learned some stuff about Nern and Mundus and the difference between the two. There was stuff being said that Nern means arena in Elnifex, and I learned that that is based on some unofficial stuff outside the games. In the games, it specifically says that Nern means gray maybe. And it was fun to tell people they were wrong. And that is the highlight of my week learning that one little tidbit about a made up language. That's
0: it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Alara, how about yourself?
2: So, um, first of all, if you uh, see my hand at all, uh, that oh. was an incident with dishes. I had to go to the emergency room at two a.m. because I just wanted to do a couple dishes before bed. At and, two a.m. Uh, yeah, I had like five dishes to do. I was washing the inside of a glass, and it just broke in my hand, and cut uh, me. And it wasn't that big, but it was enough I needed stitches. So that's what that is. <laughs> So anyway, I would like to give a big, big thank you to CVH and Sean and anyone else at Bethesda who um, was able to send me this really awesome Legends shirt. Woo! I love Madness and also a pop socket and this I've really cool mousepad. I've got it my case
0: now. <laughs> hey, you can actually hold. Yeah, see how big it is. Yeah, it's huge.
2: <laughs> so They're I'm definitely enough. gonna. Yeah, it's basically um, a playmat size. So yeah. I'm definitely gonna use it when playing Magic: the Gathering haven't played that Ooh, recently, but I do trailer. once in a while. Playing <laughs> magic
0: with <laughs> Legends gear. People go like, what um, is that?
2: See what else did I do. Um, also got some stuff from the Bethesda store. They had a sale, so um, I've been looking <laughs> forward to the smug for a while it's uh what? heat changing so it's got the skyrim constellations oh um, okay and so then when it's warm it's got the um colors in the background which is really cool and then also this uh skyrim logo um uh glass stein here really? i originally had a skyrim logo shot glass but it I'm with klutz so it fell out of my cupboard and broke one time so did that's it kind also of replacing require that. a trip to the er when the... no i didn't <laughs>
4: <That's> <laughs> here's a really tangential comment is that really a stein? Or I think a stein has to be made of metal.
2: I think uh, they call it a stein on the a website.
0: A stein is ceramic, generally. I believe... If
4: well, if there's stein any dictionary metal. experts, please get back to us on that.
0: <laughs> a beer stein... Wikipedia is getting to us. Yeah, they're, they're traditionally earthenware. S- such steins what? may be made out of stoneware, pewter, porcelain, or even silver wood and glass. Now we know. Yeah, I'm
2: seeing what they call it on the site here. I just about to bring it up. In German, the word Stein um, means stone. Yeah, Imperial Dragon Tinkered Glass Stein. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, other than that, um, I've just been doing a little bit of Legends. Now that the month reset, I'm uh, in the Warrior rank, I believe, which is uh, five. And um, also been playing a lot more ESO lately. And I've mostly been working on Bell. I'm almost done with it, except I'm still working on the Balmora quest line and finding all of the uh, uh, the tombs and then the main quest.
0: So It's been a lot of fun.
4: Awesome.
0: Baratron, how about yourself?
3: Uh, getting ready for PAX. So PAX East, there will be a big UBSP meetup at the Bethesda Days event which is friday the 29th and saturday the 30th of march uh the lo- location is laugh boston and mj o'connor's which sounds really strange but it's it's in the hotel that's like immediately next to the conference center so basically you know perhaps conference center's there and the hotel is there i mean it's it's really really close it's like it's, it's like two minutes walk um you don't need Yeah, yeah. Alara and I are sharing a flat again like we did
0: last year. Come on down to the UESP meetup and and I bet you can get uh, autographs from Alara and Baratron. (laughs) So make sure you guys bring your autograph books and your signed printouts (laughs) from the stream so that they can sign over their weird (laughs) webcam uh, malfunctions and fuzzy screens. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah um anyway so you don't need packs badges for that and more details are coming just as soon as bethesda release them uh because at the moment we're not exactly clear last year it was uh there was elder scrolls legends elder scrolls online uh quake and wolfenstein wolfenstein okay so they had uh different parts of the bethesda day dedicated to those different games although you were able to play everything on both of those games both uh sorry <laughs> I can't do <laughs> language today. This is terrible. Words um, are hard. Yes. Yes. Just yesterday. Ask the was Drew. Just, just yesterday. <laughs> oh God. I should be drunk. Maybe I'd do better if it was. Anyway, <laughs> so yes. Um <laughs> last year it was just one day at PAX East, but they did two days at um, the main the main PAX in Seattle. So we're not altogether sure whether there'll be Elder Scrolls uh, you know, like an actual presentation on both days or just on one day. They might be sneaky and do like Elder Scrolls Legends on one day and Elder Scrolls Online on the other day, or they might put the two Elder Scrolls things on the same day. But we'll be arranging our UESP meetup around when they do Elder Scrolls presentations. There we go, I can do language. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to look good for the UESP meetup, you can get your UESP merchandise uh, from Spreadshirt, shop.spreadshirt.ca slash UESP. For those,
0: There's also a a .com There's also a .com com com
3: com. For those of you Uh, Yes, quite amusingly, Dave set up Spreadshirt.co.uk But Spreadshirt decided we couldn't use the UESP Logos due to copyright grounds Even though Dave's the owner of the copyright So he's got to sort that out And uh, apart from that Also planning an event in ESO To celebrate the 5th anniversary of the UESP Guild in PCNA so more about that
0: later I'm just happy to see a .ca address for once so that means I can finally order something because like as we were talking with uh, Alara with your Bethesda store orders I see the sales on things I'm like great like I see a t-shirt for nine bucks I'm like oh that's awesome and then it's like $38 in shipping for a t-shirt and I'm like that's a hard sell right there but when .ca yeah, I thought even
2: the US ones are bad enough
0: yeah no Canada it's better than
4: that $5 million shirt that they had for a while
0: <laughs> I still have that. I ordered my five million dollars shirt. And, I didn't use the discount code like a pleb. AKB. <laughs> e. Oh, sorry, Alara. Go ahead.
2: Um, another thing to add about Pax East is um, I did get a media pass to use on behalf of the UESP, so we, we might be able to do um, like an interview again, like we did last year. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to message me, you know, on the Discord or wiki or anything else, and. Um, yeah, I'll start collecting those then. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I wish I could go to the uh, PAX this year, but it wasn't in the card, so I'll try to be there next year so that we can, maybe we can do a live show from the whole thing too if I can get that set up for everybody. Maybe get some interviews and steal, steal some people. AKB, how about yourself? What have you been up to in your scholarly pursuits this week?
4: I've just been having a ton of technical problems. Like, before the show... There is this idea that we could be streaming gameplay as well during all this, and okay, you know, it's just a simple plug in with OBS to get this all set up so it works all together. And I got it working with everything but the one platform we use to record <laughs> this. Don't know why. It's the one platform we use that isn't working, but we can't do it
0: yet. What? What's gonna happen is as soon as we end the show, you're gonna try it again. And it's gonna work.
4: Absolutely, guaranteed. You will. Uh, I also had my computer just spend uh, three hours with a blank screen yesterday.
0: Hey, mine too.
4: <laughs> yeah, but Here's... I don't know why mine did mine. I think it was a Windows update that went up, fell. But it's same thing. And then the thing with the whole oh yeah, you can finally play Blades, but only if you bought an iphone and i like, <laughs> I haven't bought an apple product since 2006 so all around i've had the worst luck with technology this week
0: yeah i can relate to that um in my news you'll notice that our show is on tuesday and not monday this week and that's because i woke up yesterday morning also with no display on my computer and i spent then i was like Running off to work, being like, oh, I'll just fix this quick, and then didn't actually fix quick, so running off to work, getting everything working, and nothing worked. So I ended up having to reinstall Windows yesterday, so that was basically my evening. Uh, I haven't really got any chance to play Elder Scrolls this week. It's been one of those just, like, whirlwind weeks of, like, back-to-back-to-back-to-things. I've been getting in at least to get my daily rewards. I saw the March rewards, which is nice. We should mention that the new ones are out. Eh, they're kind of unexciting the there's a pet this time right it's another sigic mm-hmm. the yeah dog. wolf pup the wolf pup yeah so, yeah so that's i'm excited cool. about that so i'll at least yeah i'm like i'll be going for every day anyways um i'm surprised they i was expecting this week to be a bigger um pull or this month to be a bigger pull just from the kind of like doing a TikTok where it's kind of a more boring than an exciting boring exciting boring exciting but other than that, yeah, we got everything back up and running so we could do the show tonight. We'll, I believe, unless anything we hear otherwise, we'll be returning to Monday night next week, so we shouldn't have to worry about anything again there, assuming computers don't blow up. And that's about it for me. Uh, does anybody else have any things they wanted to mention that they realized after their segment already ended and now they want to pipe in that they had also been doing other things?
2: Another thing I'm waiting for is uh... Is Elder Scrolls Risk. I ordered it about two years ago, and oh um, I got it. Yeah, it. Is got it like an officially
0: that... licensed one?
2: Yeah, it is. It's uh, from, I think, uh, somewhere. I think it's either the UK or Australia. I don't remember, but um, they That's kept so pushing funny. the release date back. And so, yeah, I finally got an email that it shipped, so I'm waiting for that to come.
0: I keep seeing, like lost react to things but it's like he's not saying anything so it's I'm like imagining he's like a puppet and he just <laughs> can't talk right now
1: actually i did think of something for myself it's not elder scrolls related but i did just get this dice oh. bag
2: oh that's cool oh
1: and it, it is a very beautiful green with a very fancy triforce logo for those of you listening at home what kind of dice you got in there i have two sets of greenish dice they're just, not game you know.
0: science dice not perfectly weighted to be random every time?
1: Nah, I'm not very superstitious about such things.
0: <laughs> uh, that's a funny story. One of my friends got a has a brand new puppy, and last night uh, came over with a D20 in its mouth, and then he realized that the D20 was in the bag of all the other dice. So he spent the night searching for the all the other dice and realized he could not find the D6. No, Which we now realize that that puppy is going to be rolling his d6 for damage very soon to see what happens.
2: Poor puppy. Vet
0: said it's gonna. It'll. If the they said since it's not the d4s. Apparently, for all you pet owners out there, d4s are the worst one for a pet to eat. D6s and d20s are fine. They pass no problem. But the d4s are sharp enough.
4: Well, have you heard the story of the creation of the d4? I have not. The d4 supposedly was a creation by uh, who made dnd i, I want to say Jones. richard garriott but oh yeah pretty sure that's wrong gary gygax gary yeah. gygax richard garriott made ultima thank you uh gary gygax was uh, uh making dnd and he's going like hey the police are raiding a bunch of dnd games for satanism which this was a cr- crazy. A crisis in America at the time. This was a whole thing. There, Tom Hanks made a movie about this. So Gary Gygox had this idea. What if we included traps with our dice? So he created the 1D4, and the idea was, if your game got raided, you'd throw them on the ground, and you'd run out. And they hurt their feet trying to catch you. So that's why Not the 1D4 exists. That sounds like a folktale. It's <laughs> a folktale, but it's one I love. I like it.
2: They're just as bad as Legos to step on, if not worse. Oh yeah,
4: I mean they're they're needles basically.
0: <laughs> they're they're cult, they're uh, traps.
4: Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: it's perfect. Well, let's move on to our unanswered lore question. I have been replaced by a fluffy invader gonna be sad that she gonna be sad that she can't actually watch this week because there was a cat. Uh, so unanswered lore questions. AKB, do you want to go over what our first question is? This one actually is a really fun one that I have, like. I have so many ideas about.
4: All right. Well, unanswered lore questions is a short segment where we talk about some of the infinite questions and tests. There's no correct answers here. It's just oh, hey, here's some thoughts about it that we can extrapolate from what we do know. So our first question is, considering that people just forgot Zilcine existed until it was rediscovered in the late Third Era, are there other major islands just off the coast of Tamriel that people forgot to include on the maps?
0: So has anybody got any thoughts of what you would expect to see?
4: So... Go ahead, AQB. After you. So... One thing that I immediately thought about about this is the fact that there really isn't much naval trade in Tamriel. I mean, look at uh, the shape of the continent. It's mostly a block of land, unlike, say, Europe or India or any other major place. There's not many places you can really go by boat. It's all you have to go around a giant coast to basically get nowhere if you want to ship things by water. So... I'm going to say absolutely there are major islands that we just haven't noticed yet because no one's paying for these expeditions. No one has major navies.
0: Yeah, and I think the other thing is we, like, we know Akavir is another continent. We don't really know. the Do we know the exact placement of where it is on a map? I mean, subject to be changed. We don't really know. So there could be all sorts of things between Akavir and Tanriel. And around the coast, Like there'd be no reason to go there. So I would, I would expect that might be a future kind of plot point where we might even see new races come from those. That's kind of the easiest way to pull them in from saying like the, oh, we didn't know these existed before.
4: Thanks.
1: And that's violence um, between Akavir and Tamriel, to my understanding at least. I know that the name Yneslia is one that um, Icefire Warden, he pulled that name and then made that into sort of his own mythos he expounded upon it but the name came from an Elder Scrolls source so I'd be inclined to say yeah there's definitely islands around but I'm not sure how many islands the size of Solstheim are close to Tamriel and of course it depends on how habitable they are whether they're relevant I know we've got um Norgzell which was the Merkmire Prologue Quest and that's a not a super big island but still an island with some significance but it's just a little bit off of the coast i I don't know how we can do... I don't know how far away Soul Slime actually is supposed to be. I guess that's it's, part of the
4: problem. It's like... Uh, like I don't know how much you can trust this, but in actual Morrowind, uh, Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, if you turn up your uh, render distance far enough <laughs> with mods, you can see it off of the coast of Morrowind.
0: Can you swim there?
4: Yes, it's absolutely possible to swim okay. to Soul Sign from Morrowind. Or fly in, there.
2: Yeah, and I think in the Dragonborn expansion and um, Skyrim you can see the Red Mountain like in the ash like coming off. Oh yeah, I rubber beer. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There we go. You they're visible from each other and people forgot about it.
0: I mean yeah, because yeah, you look there and you're just like, Oh yeah, there's an island over there and you can just kind of forget it's there. Look at it, like people forget about Australia all the time. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'd yeah, be they're... inclined to say that it's such a sparse place that it doesn't really hold any value. I don't know if they forgot that it exists, it's just they forgot that they needed to think about it. At I'm all.
0: sorry, the Skull would like mm-hmm. to talk to you. <laughs> no value. <laughs> shame.
1: Yeah,
2: shame. there's also, you know, those little islands that uh, came up in ESO that weren't mentioned before. Canarthys Roost and Bleak Rock Isle and stuff like that as well. So there could be other, you know, small ones for... You know, short stories or quests or something like that, even. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, as for big ones, it would probably have to be farther out. Like, maybe, like you said, between Tamriel and Akavir or something.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't even have to be that far. Like, if you think off, like, the northern coasts of Skyrim, who's going up there anyways? Like, we we don't know if it's similar kind of... Climate to how it would work in the real world, so we don't know that it would be frozen to the north and to the south. We don't know how any of their things would work, so it could very well be a tropical paradise north of Skyrim
1: that no well, one's explored. Uh, we
2: we know, do that. know that Atmora is a uh, frozen wasteland, like by the Third Era.
1: But and the, the Sea of Ghosts is constantly plagued by arctic storms. Oh, past mm-hmm. Atmora.
0: Right, that's what I mean. Past that. like, So we know up to a certain point, but we don't know where that is on the globe, essentially. That's true. Okay. So I we don't you. know sure. where everything is placed, how it's working out that way. So like, we could be at the southern pole of Nern. Which would be very interesting. Lost, do you want to go over what the second uh, unanswered lore question was this week?
1: Sure, and I appreciate that. So the question written is, with the Argonians independent of both the Imperial and Thalmor influence in the Fourth Era, will they involve themselves in the conflict between the Dominion and the Empire? And Argonians are my favorite race to play as, so I'm glad I got to ask it. Um, I think it's an interesting one, because after Oblivion, shortly afterwards, during all the chaos that went on with the Oblivion Crisis, the Argonians launched a serious invasion into Morrowind to reclaim land and they also were one of the groups that most successfully fended off the Daedra during the Oblivion Crisis and now that they've stabilized with Morrowind they're just sort of living in the marsh again, back to their own stuff. I don't think they have any ideas of conquest any further they're probably just going to live and stay doing their own thing until somebody comes in and tries to impose their will on them again yeah. And then we'll see whether they're, I don't know, compliant or strongly resistant to it this time.
0: I think that's the, the key takeaway for me is once somebody else or a threat big enough arises, then you would see what happens with the Argonians. But I would, I would agree with that. Anybody else have any thoughts on what the Argonians might, might get up to?
4: Uh, important thing to note is that according to uh, at least one source in the fourth era, there is an Argonian king now. And that kind of hints that possibly we have the Anzalil or however that's pronounced, still in charge, which were a very isolationist xenophobic faction that were in charge of basically causing the war between Morrowind and Argonia and saw so many Dunmer uh, killed by them. And... If they're still in charge, I definitely think they're going to take part in it. Simply because whoever wins that conflict, their next target is probably going to be the Argonians. They're the only really truly independent ones, not counting Hammerfell. Because Hammerfell's really still part of the Empire. It's just the way I see it is more like they're not part of it, but... Ideally, they would be part of it again if their little conflict was over, but for the Argonians, I'm pretty sure the moment that whatever war is over, someone's going to try and take them back.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see that. Before we move on to the next segment, too, I want to just put a call out to listeners and people in chat and stuff like that. With these unanswered lore questions, we've been toying around with the ideas of kind of mixing them up so that they're not just the unanswered lore questions so that maybe it's lost tells somebody that they're wrong about what they believe one week we might have some different just kind of like random tidbits from the game some like very obscure lore points so if that's something you guys would like to see send us a message post in chat be like yeah we'd love to see lost just like smash people's head cannons down that'd be really fun to watch or anything like that if you want to see any changes so again we're always keep changing things up we might keep this we might switch them out some weeks we might remove them let us know what you like what you don't like and We'll take it from there. But on that point, I want to get moving over to the main topic of tonight so that Lawson and I can argue incessantly for the rest of the night. Uh, So we'll move over there now. So chat says they want to see their headcanon smashed, so I think we'll have to look for that to do in a future week here soon. But okay, so tonight's topic we wanted to discuss is a little bit of a meta topic for the Elder Scrolls. It's not so much in the lore, it's not so much in the games themselves, but more of a what the platforms lend themselves to. And we hinted on it last week with our discussion about spin-off games and how they really affect the world of uh, the Elder Scrolls. And one of the topics we didn't get a chance to touch on was actually the benefits and challenges of elder scrolls online being an mmo um a lot of people i remember when the game first came out were like cool i can play skyrim with my friends now it wasn't necessarily that was the case and that led to a lot of people being disappointed and not really understanding the difference between mmo and a co-op game and things like that so before we get diving in i'm just going to go around the panel and just kind of see what people's histories are with multiplayer games and mmos so lost we'll start with you since i know you'll be uh Hot topic on this one. Uh, So what is your history with MMOs and playing games with other people?
1: Sure. Well, I've played games with people tons throughout the years, but (laughs) MMOs specifically playing games online, um, I guess it's sort of limited compared to actual people into the genre. I played like the trial for World of Warcraft back with a friend who was really into it and explored for like the two weeks they gave me. Um, I played RuneScape before that during... Computer labs at high school. Um, I tried out the trial for EVE Online. And then, really, in college in 2012, I got into Guild Wars 1 and playing the beta for Guild Wars 2. And I've stuck with Guild Wars consistently since then. I've played ESO a bit since I, a bit. I've completed at least one of the full zones or one full <laughs> alliance. And I like it a lot, and I've toyed around with other MMOs since then. Um, a little bit of Lord of the Rings Online, a... Maybe that's it? Nah, probably something else. I can't remember. <laughs> There's so but many of them. Most of my big world exploration games has been Guild Wars 1 and Guild Wars 2, with a good chunk of ESO thrown in.
0: Alara, how about yourself?
2: Um, So far, it's just two of them, basically. Guild Wars 2 and ESO. Um, I actually started playing Guild Wars 2 because of the announcement of ESO. Um, so I think that was in 2012 or so. Um, I mean, really, I couldn't play really play that much with a really slow internet connection I had at the time. <laughs> I think it was like one point something megabits per second until probably 2015 or so. So, yeah. but um, So I played that. Yeah, kind of used to the whole MMO thing. Uh, it gave me some expectations, I guess, for what Elder Scrolls Online might be like. And then um, yeah, I got into the betas and playing Elder Scrolls Online then really haven't gone back to Guild Wars two for quite a while. I think it was when they destroyed the main city of that yeah. game.
0: And Lions no, was Lionsgate or Lions Arch. Lions Arch Lions Arch.
2: Arch. Yeah. That's how they're long has kinda... since I played? Yeah, that was kind of like my main hangout in the game when I was like just chatting with my guildmates and stuff, and it was—it just changed too much, so that's kind of when I stopped playing. That's funny, And Baratron, I kind of, you know booted oh. it up once now and then for their holiday events. I really like how they, um, the, the, like they change how the whole main city would look. Basically, that's yeah. something I really liked they about it. They structure
0: their events very well in Guild Wars. Mm-hmm. Baratron, but, yeah. you?
3: I'm old and I have a long beard, as you can see. Um, so my experience is actually before graphics, when I was at university, uh, between about 1995 and 2000, I played a MUD, multi-user dungeon, which was the basic idea of an MMO, you know, that there were hundreds of people online, uh, you would explore a world with other people, you could group with them, or, uh, and there were quests that you would do, and you could do them with other people or separately, but it was all text. And not only was it all text, but your internet connection speed mattered yeah. because if you were doing, if you were fighting another player, then it wasn't turn-based. Hmm. So if somebody could type faster or if their internet speed was faster or they had a macro, they could kill you before you even knew that you were, and you're like, oh, oh, uh, okay, we we're, were in combat, but now I'm dead. Yeah. And <laughs> this, no, this experience did greatly affect my desire to play games of this nature because when you were dead, you lost XP, you got rolled back a level. Sometimes you got rolled back a couple of levels and somebody would come along and loot your corpse. Yep. It was fine if you could have your friends stand there to guard your corpse. But if you couldn't and you had to go back to the place you know to respawn and then run back naked without any gear on and try and loot your (laughs) own corpse. It really, um, yeah, it wasn't very pleasant. Um, And that stuck around for a long
0: time, that mechanic itself. Like EverQuest had that, like a lot of games kept that mechanic. It was really not until about, I think it was World of Warcraft around them when they started saying like, people don't like this. It's a lot of work and it's kind of traumatic to lose all your stuff. People kind of Um, started pushing away
3: from that. I never got into MMOs because I saw my friends, and you know, one week they'd have bought Warcraft. The next week, I'd see them with their laptop. The week after that, I wouldn't see them. And I was like, okay, I have an addictive personality. I do not need to do this. And I play ESO because it's old-schools, not because it's one. Yeah.
0: And AKB, I believe we've discussed before your general distaste for MMOs, but have you played too many more in the in the past?
4: I have played too many in the past. Uh, the <laughs> That's first, what led to
0: the distaste.
4: The first MMO that I played a lot of was, gosh, this is, I'm definitely going to get this order wrong. I think it was first Guild Wars Factions, which I wonder if Lost remembers that, I Uh, played like some warrior necromancer hybrid which was apparently like the worst possible combination i could have chosen (laughs) uh after that i played a little bit of everquest i don't remember which one because i didn't really care for it i i did a lot with world of warcraft which until like everyone else on the planet cataclysm that's when i stopped playing it which is when it got good. So, uh, what else? I played Fantasy Easter Online, but never online because that whole trying to set up a GameCube to play yeah. online thing was way too complicated. Uh, what else? And of course, ESO and a bunch of modern ones because every other game's an MMO these days. But <laughs> or a th- battle. Royale. I've been playing MMOs for a while.
0: Yeah, and myself, I. I first started playing MMOs with World of Warcraft. That was kind of my first little touch into the waters there. And I really, I haven't stopped playing World of Warcraft. I'm on hiatus right now just because I don't really enjoy the content that they've come out with in the current expansion. Uh, I played Guild Wars 2 religiously for a good solid two years. That was when I started Extra Life and we would do a number of, like we'd do full completion runs over 24 hours of Guild Wars 2 of just different events and different uh, parts of the living story. Um, and then other than that, those have been my two big ones. I've tried all of the Korean MMOs for the character creation screen and never actually made it into a game. <laughs> um, I, got a, I got into Wildstar for a little bit before it just imploded on itself. Um, and then ESO has been the most recent one. And probably, to be completely honest, after I pro- started playing ESO maybe three or four times before it actually truly grabbed me, I find the early experience in ESO to be not really forgiving for new players, not really great if you're not already. If you're not going in there with the plans that I'm going to get really good at this, it's a little hard to understand where you are and what they're doing. But they've done a really good job with changing the tutorials and making them better for things like that. So that's where I'm at now with uh, MMOs. And so our thought tonight was kind of to go over a couple of different kind of just theories in our heads and kind of bat them back and forth and we kind of want to talk about and kind of debate what would be, what would a non-MMO ESO look like? Would it be better? Would it be worse? What would happen? What's some of the benefits we gain from it being an MMO? What are some of the things we lose from it if it weren't an MMO? And what would we really care about differently? so why don't we get started with kind of the easier thing is just what is like the biggest things that we would lose if ESO wasn't a
1: MMO lost. So, so high level thing to make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, I brought up originally when Pyle and I talked about this privately, the idea that ESO as it is, as it currently exists, doesn't do much with its MMO-ness. It does a lot with being multiplayer, but, There's something about it, I think, I feel at least, that isn't the first M. It's not massive, or at least the massive part doesn't contribute to it. So when I'm talking in this section, or where any of us are talking, about it not being an MMO, it would still be a multiplayer game in this hypothetical alternate reality. It would still be a game that had dungeons, still be a game that had trials. Um, So you would still have your 4-man and your 12-man groups and all the adventuring stuff. It just wouldn't be an open world. So you're, And then there were other changes from there.
0: You're kind of describing a more like Destiny-style or Warframe-style game that instead yeah, of being future-based, so. it would be you have your hub area that everybody kind of hangs out with until you go on a mission or go to a dungeon or go do something like that that you would do with your friends and you would kind of port into those instances, things like that.
1: That is the, yeah, that is the base the basic, idea yeah. at the start of this, yes. Awesome. So talking about oh i lost my spot but lost if it were not an mmo okay so the idea i tried to think about or i guess the way i phrased the original question was if you changed eso to be a game say where you only saw other players when you're in a city if you left a city the only other players you see are the players in your group or your party i can't remember what it's called So you only adventure with your party members. You only see lots of other people if you visit a city.
4: Like old style Guild Wars? Yeah, like Guild Wars 1, though
1: theoretically less loading screens. But yeah, the same idea. (laughs) What would be different? Like, what would you actually lose in the normal gameplay experience if you change that? And I know some of my answers, but what do you guys think? Since I'm the one that's most pushing that it (laughs) could be a good gameplay change.
2: I think the biggest thing for me is just not having all those other people around. You know, you can um, just come upon someone spontaneously and, you know, quest together or just joke around. Um, I've even seen like just or done even spontaneous role plays. And that's just pretty neat. You know, I've made mm-hmm. some friends, you know, in the guild. Um, people have joined the guild because I met them in game and started talking. So that's something I've really enjoyed. It really makes the world feel a lot more alive when you can run into someone anywhere.
1: Sure. Yeah, I so, think uh,
0: just a part to that, like I, one of my first experiences, I think, when I actually started um, really playing Elder Scrolls Online was when I found my first world boss. I can't remember. I believe it was in Oradon. and I was just getting crushed because this is at a point where I didn't understand what sets were. I didn't understand how like the gearing system worked. I didn't understand how anything worked. And I remember I was just trying. I, I believe it wasn't a troll, but it was. Oh, I'm trying to remember what boss it was. A nerd, and I have to go back in time to remember that. But I remember a this person just coming flying up on their horse, getting mm-hmm. off, and just like helping me kill this thing and it wasn't they were like just blowing me out of the water like it took us a good solid minute or two to get this thing down and then then just talking about afterwards they're like hey like what what are like you were struggling like what armors are you using i'm like i literally started the game like an hour ago i have no idea what i'm using i think i've got still the stuff from the soul shiver and then they were like oh here let me help you in they gave me some gear and things like that and it was just that like thanks, and then we got talking for a while. I joined their guild for a little while, and then they left, and then I ended up leaving after a while just because I wasn't playing anymore. But that kind of thing, just the spontaneity is kind of, I think for me, that's probably the biggest pull for an MMO. It's like you meet these people, and wow, I remember the time I got hooked was from somebody had kind of not hacked the game, but kind of broken some mechanics and pulled a devil sore from one of the other zones all the way to the starting zone for the orcs, and they made this big thing about this guild. It was like, we're bringing this big event. And they kited this giant Tyrannosaurus Rex all the way back. And I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. What is happening? Like, is it... And they, everybody had that kind of shared sense of we're all doing this thing. We're all in the same world together. That it, remember, it was like, that's probably the biggest thing that I think gains from it being MMO, that we would lose in kind of the co-op Destiny style.
1: And I think you're absolutely right. The spontaneous meeting of other people is one of the things that you can't do unless it's an open world where everybody's running around in it. You're right. And I think that that goes really well into the why it should be more of an MMO if you were to pick one direction or the other. Like, that is a really cool thing that you can experience. For my own playtime, which I know is not representative, it's probably... Pretty uncommon compared to other people. I don't encounter other players a whole lot. The when I run into other people, I have had occasional fun conversations with people I run into in the world. Normally, though, it just ends up being map chat. When I do encounter people, it's either I happen across them during a dolmen, or I specifically am calling out, saying, "Hey, there's two of us that need to do a world boss. Does anyone want to come help?" Which is the same thing as searching for a party theoretically like in a warframe scenario so i don't have the spontaneous things as often when i do it's really cool but it seems like such an infrequent part of it that i could see being willing to sacrifice it for something else if what you sacrificed it for was significantly better but you're right that is something you lose
3: see what you're coming back to is the reason why i play on the north american server even though i live in europe because when ESO started, I made I made an account on, on each and I tend to be nocturnal. I mean, here I am at like nearly three in the morning talking to you guys. And <laughs> I was wandering around Betnik, which is the second starter island for the Daggerfall Covenant. And there was me and one other player. And I was like, I don't like this, this is creepy. And that's why I play on NA because um, the world is much more populated. And I like that. And I like wandering around and seeing other people. And sometimes it's a pain in the backside like when you're farming for materials and there are other people and you can see and you're going towards (laughs) a flower and they're going towards a flower and you're doing the, am I gonna get it first? Are they gonna get it first? But I like it. I just like that there's other people around and sometimes they have really unlaw friendly names and that's really annoying but like I, all of I my
0: just...
3: <laughs> well yeah that's cuz all of yours are pylon aren't they
0: they're basically all pylon or variations of that
3: <laughs> there's there's a guy in our guild called John Law and all of his characters are called John Law except the one who's named in French who's Jean Law <laughs> <laughs> and yeah um but anyway yeah um i think um definitely friendship i mean i i have a partner that i met through ESO. Uh, despite the fact that at the time we lived uh, 3,800 and something miles away from each other, and I would not have met that person if it wasn't for ESO. Mm-hmm. So that's that's quite a big a big deal. I feel that if it was like a party type situation rather than uh, now, one thing I do have to bear in mind here is we are talking very much about how it is on PC. Yes, um, yeah. I was talking to some of the console guys um, literally an hour and a half ago, and on console they have voice chat all the time they have voice chat but you can only be in one voice chat channel at a time so you can either be in like a zone chat which is the people who are physically near you in the game or you can be in a group or party chat with the people that are in your instance in a in a group or uh group dungeon or a a trial an instanced area or you can be in guild chat and i feel that's That really is a letdown because in the PC text chat, you can be in five guilds at once. You can watch the zone chat. You can have party chat and you can have individual whispers with as many people as you want going on. And you're able to organize those into tabs or or just have a single window with everything going on and different colors to try and see what's going on. And yeah, I mean, the friendship aspect, I feel that um, it's a really, really big deal. It is. Sure.
0: Yeah. So I think in um, kind of in the counter to that, though, as you brought up, like there is things that would be very beneficial if it wasn't an MMO. And I think there's a lot of things that could be gained there, too. So um, AKB, is there anything you can think of off the top of your head that you would actually like to see if Elder Scrolls Online wasn't an MMO?
4: If Elder Scrolls Online wasn't an MMO, I'd like to be able to just download the whole thing and have it on my PC and open up its files and (laughs) see everything that's actually in it. Because that's something I really hate about MMOs, is there's always major time pressure on you. Because almost every MMO in history has been shut down eventually. A few have been saved by fans recreating the original servers, but super unlikely to happen for most games. And whatever you do, there's major pressure of if you want to actually see this content, you have to do it now. You will not get a second chance. And that's the other bad thing. There are no safe states in most MMOs. So if you have to make a choice, which ESO has more choices than like any MMO I can think of. Like every quest basically has at least one minor branching path. It's if you want to see all the content really? You basically have to play this game 24-7.
0: <laughs> With multiple characters.
4: Exactly. like, Because like, oh, you can skip this part of the quest if you're clever, or you can talk to this person ahead of time. There is that stuff in ESO. It has so much of the traditional single-player content from the Elder Scrolls series that it doesn't work in an MMO setting, because to get back to that point is... 500 freaking hours.
2: That also makes it very difficult to edit the wiki, too.
4: That's also
2: <laughs> one of my main <laughs> Very difficult. From
0: selfish uh, points of view there.
4: I just want to <laughs> open up a creation kit-like environment and go like, oh, these are the branching paths. Write it down. Copy, paste. Oh, done. hmm So I think the two points
1: between Baratron and AKB actually points out probably where my viewpoint came from is that there is the story and world immersion side of the game. And then there is the fellowship and repetitive, um, not in a bad way, just, you know, continually doing the same things that, um, Submission, I think, is the way that engagement is phrased. The That sort of gameplay. And those two things are very different desires you would have in a game. And a lot of modern MMOs layer those over top of each other. So I guess the reason I originally asked this question is because I look at stuff like exploring and getting immersed in the world and then the single-player story that you're going through and see that that could probably be done better outside the way an MMO is structured, even if you still had it be multiplayer. But you can also go the opposite direction and have things that more cater to making friends, to socializing, to just casually doing similar things over and over. And that's why I think ESO could go either way, I know that if you moved it either direction, there's people in the middle that would be unhappy. Yeah. But I think that either type of game could be better if it was focused on.
3: It was a hell of a compromise, it really was. Um, the early versions of the game were much more traditionally MMO, and all of the people who had come from an Elder Scrolls environment were like, ew, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, If you even remember um, back when the game was subscription only, the last piece of content that we got before the subscription was taken away was Craglorn, which at the time was, it was what they were calling an an adventure zone, brackets TM, uh, which was everything was forced group content. Uh, It was forced group story. And it also... Wasn't terribly well implemented, so you actually had to be with other people who were at the exact same quest stage as you. So that that wasn't the greatest. But same level too,
0: same level of like ability, same quest stages as you. Like it was a very more traditional
4: MMO style of zone,
3: and it was extremely unpopular.
4: Well, exactly, and I kind of want to state that ESO was extremely and popular for its yeah. Yeah. first part of its life until they said, you know what? Forget about this multiplayer content. We're not doing more content like the Imperial City, like Kraglorn. We're going to do content where you're just adventuring by yourself going through a plot line. And that's when everyone was like, oh, hey, ESO's good now. It, everyone liked it when they basically stopped being an MMO in all but name
2: in yeah, some ways. Arsenium it, it, was uh, the first DLC I think that was really, really popular. That one was well done. I think it's still one of the best DLC in the game, but that was, you know, more story-based, and also whatever level you were at, it you scaled, like the zone scaled to you, basically. Whereas before, you know, the starting levels would have, you know, really low-level enemies, and you'd have to level up before going to the next zone, and that was just a pain. So that's what they eventually brought you know, to the main game, which helped a lot. But yeah. To, it, it, to, since then, it's really, yeah, been along the same lines, not group contents, just more story-based that you could do alone.
0: Yeah, and I think that's an interesting thing too, because in the kind of, if you think about it more of a co-op world um, of game, those Craig Craiglorns would still exist, like things like that. The Imperial Cities would still exist because those would be the kind of like the open worlds parts of those games that you go to. Uh, Destiny Warframe, I can't remember the... Adelalon? Eadol- Eadol- I can't remember. Eidolon. Eidolon well,
3: hang on. Well, hang on, hang on. The Imperial City does still exist. And as of elsewhere, it's but actually the... going to be made a, um, a separate instance of... Um, of pvp so you won't have to do the thing that you do now where you go into Cyrodiil and ride yeah. halfway across the map to go in you'll be able to just go into it as a campaign right from the beginning so i'm, I'm a little bit confused as to what you guys are actually saying
0: but when i say exists it means we're not creating new content like this anymore those are those are kind of artifacts from past from tamriel unlimited and not one tamriel well they we haven't have
3: they explicitly said that they're not going to make anything like imperial city again
0: no they just haven't though
3: it's been how many because years? Because they've since been then? they've been working on Battlegrounds
4: for sure. They've been working, but smaller,
3: it's smaller scale stuff. It's which uh, is like
4: Warframe stuff. style gameplay, like Lost Legs. Yeah.
0: They so what it, what is interesting is for me, I would say that Elder Scrolls Online actually uh, to Lost's earlier point that they either need to take more advantage of the massively part, or it would be good if they went to more of a co op model. I actually really like the the way it's. Uh, created right now because you get a little bit of that both you still get those open world interactions if that is what you kind of want to do in a game at the same time i can log in with three of my buddies and go just do dungeons for the night and then we don't have to do anything we kind of qn press a button press a button and we teleport into a dungeon we get those kind of still group-based content if you want it but also if i just want to go explore see if i can find some world bosses complete the map I don't have to worry about what else is happening, and I might run into do some cool things and kind of find these new things that I didn't know about um, previously. I can it's like that that sense of exploration that I know in a lot of other games like World of Warcraft. People feel like people are moving from World of Warcraft to Elder Scrolls Online to give them that sense of when they started World of Warcraft and the world felt so big, and it was this like mysterious thing that you just kept kept going through and you didn't really know what you would be finding and you wanted that sense of mystery. Whereas in World of Warcraft it's so documented and explicitly you go from here to, here to here to here to here to here now that nobody really has that sense of wonder anymore. Whereas in Elder Scrolls Online there still is that sense of wonder of like, wow, I'm in the zone and there's so many things happening. There's so many people, it's lively. So I think like that would be what I lose. But I'm also like I'm In my 30s now, I have two kids. I have a home. I have to clean it all the time. I have to do chores. I have a life. I have work. I can't do what I did back when I played World of Warcraft and I was in college and didn't have to go to class if I could keep my grades up well enough. And that part of me pulls me more to the co-op plays, the Warframes, the Destinies, the Apex Legends, those kind of games where I can get in. I'm like, I have a half an hour. All the kids are asleep. Oh, everything's put away. There's a nap. I can just do a quick thing, get in, get out, and not have to worry about it anymore. So I can see the pull of that super well. And even in an MMO, like, you've got dungeon queues that will take forever to do. There's, There's not that, like, instant get in, get out, short story kind of thing. And for me, I guess my whole kind of point of view on this is, I wouldn't want to change ESO for what it is, but I would love another game that was that kind of quick go in. Maybe Blades will be like this. I don't really know. I doubt it because of the mobile uh, interface of it. But that quick story, go in, get a handful of a story do that again and then if you choose and you want a bit better at it you can do it again and again to kind of grind out the experience but i would love to see that as a different game but i would never really want that to take away from elder scrolls online and having that open world and the ability for those other things to happen
3: the one thing i do feel about eso that's missing is that um it's it's scaled for solo groups of four and groups of 12 and then world bosses and you know encounters like that that can be just any old random size um I would really like to see some duo content yeah where you know you and a friend go um I know it happens a lot in the guild as well that sometimes we've either got a group of three or we've got a group of five yeah and everything's scaled for four and you're like Mm -hmm. so either one person has to drop out and say well it's all right guys I'll go and do something else or we're trying to pick up a random person it's just just yeah
0: Anyway, one of of the things with that note, too, is uh, World of Warcraft did something similar and they called them scenarios and they were always very story heavy kind of playable experiences with a group of two to three people. Um, They've moved that into kind of their different part of their instancing models where that happens as part of quests. But that would be something that I would really love to see with ESO is. Story-based group content where you're going through with a small group of people to do things that aren't dungeons you're going through, you're looting, you're trying to do faster, better, get them done. But those scenarios, they they pace you at a certain way. They kind of tell you, like, you have to go this fast through this thing because it's basically you're watching a story unfold. Um, I remember Guild Wars Two did something, did a number of similar things with kind of a living story as you would go through, and you could be grouped and do that. And I loved that about that game, but that's that is somewhere where I would say ESO is definitely lacking.
2: Yeah, I also liked about Guild Wars Two how there'd be the regular events throughout the day where there's these yeah. massive bosses like the dragons and stuff, where you'd need you know twenty plus people to group together and. Um, Usually, you'd have to do like a series of quests and stuff, and then you'd have this giant boss that would actually take a while to kill. And even, um, one for one of them, there would be a room where you had to find different pieces of an item or something like that, or like some kind of special key, I can't remember. But then, um, often that would open a secret boss that people could do afterward. Yeah. I, I really wish that Elder Scrolls Online had some of those type of things, and they tried really to do cool it to to with see all these people together,
0: they tried to do it with dolmens, but it, it's not the same. It doesn't have that grandiose feeling that the world bosses from Guild Wars really did.
2: Exactly. And I mean, Golems can, can pop Dolman. up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Dolmans can pop up anytime. <laughs> whereas I remember Guild Wars 2, there'd be timers like, oh, you know, in an hour and a half, you yeah. know, this boss is going to come up in this zone. It's You'd
0: have to watch them. Not all
2: going on at once. You can't just go up to it. You have to be there when it starts and wait yeah. for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But then also, co op game version of Pylon is things like, yeah, but think about how much stuff you missed cuz I was like at work and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I really yeah. need to get this. I wanted to get the it was a scythe for my necromancer. I had a guild wars too. And I remember waiting for one of the world bosses to pop cuz it dropped it and it popped while I was like on my way home from something. I was like, <laughs> oh, and it had to and it didn't pop up again until later while I was sleeping. And I was like a week away. I remember being frustrated with mm-hmm. that, but so that's where the balance comes in too cuz you have people now we have way less patience than we used to for games. Um, cause if you try to remember, think of if this was EverQuest and you had to spend a year before you hit max level in Elder Scrolls Online, I don't think anybody would be playing it anymore.
1: So a thing that I just sort of, I guess it came to me.
3: Oh Your boy, I just
1: lost it. No, it's not quite an epiphany, just a way to phrase it, but it's just on the tip of my tongue. Um, One of the things that you guys are mostly talking about, about what you enjoy about MMOs, which I understand and is why ESO shouldn't be changed, as Pylon was saying, is because it allows that repeatable stuff. You get to get on with your friends and do a dungeon that you've done before, or you get to redo a trial, or you just get to go explore around and kill world bosses you've done before. And that has a satisfaction to it of doing something you're familiar with or getting new things to become familiar with, all of that. Um, And I enjoy that, too. In bursts but when i'm thinking about my games i like the idea of affecting the world yeah and a big thing is that in that type of game you can't yep. and i guess the reason i brought this thing up with you originally is because if you had a more individualized world you could affect it you know you could have npcs that actually don't just stand in the same spot for 24 hours Every single day, you'd have shopkeepers that go to sleep. You'd have the ability to, you know, take out a shopkeeper and now they're gone from your world. I don't exactly
2: five of their corpses all (laughs) piled up.
1: Yeah, five identical corpses laying on the ground in front of them. Um if you actually Okay, no, still I gotta go on the, the co op or individual side. You know, you'd have things where you could actually change a city and that city remains changed for you. If you go and you solve a battle, that battle stays solved. Solved. Victoried? One.
4: So, One. <laughs> you can solve a so
0: the question with that, though, is... Is that not just a single-player
4: game? Basically.
0: Because if you... Because now you have the problem, if you're talking about it in even a co-op setting, I've solved that battle. You right. haven't, and we're playing together.
1: I How haven't do you... played the game, but I get the impression that Divinity Original Sin might be along the lines of what I'm thinking where you play through the game specifically with that party but I don't actually know. Yeah, so that's where you would play with yeah. Out.
0: And that makes sense. I that's a good example of that there where you play with this group of people and whenever you log in you choose which party you're playing with and then that sets yeah. that story. So that that would be so, a way to so do that it.
1: That wouldn't be as that wouldn't be the same thing as like a Warframe or a yeah. Diablo or whatever. And I guess the reason I'm inclined towards that is because I like the idea of a, more, a world that reacts to me more. And then, of course, you can go more MMO, and I guess I mean that in a more sandboxy <laughs> way, and you can get the same thing, where the world is truly affected by lots of other players, and I can go and leave my mark. Like, the other day I was thinking, I was playing on my Templar, he's you know, he's a holy guy, and I saw a person kill someone and steal something, and I wanted to catch that guy. <laughs> but you can't, because that's not what the game's designed around. Yeah. And I understand that. They don't want a game that has a lot of griefing, because I don't know how you stop humans from griefing in those sorts of MMOs. You don't. <laughs> but I like the idea of having players do things. I like the idea of the armies that are fighting each other in the Three Banners War not just being confined to the province of cereal C- Ugh, cereal Serial, <laughs> cereal
0: the druze in Serial will
1: it'd be really <laughs> interesting if someone from the Ald mary dominion was a general like an actual player and they decided they were going to get a small army of 50 people and they were going to raid over into shadowfen that they were actually going to disrupt real supply lines
0: the open world pvp stuff is kind of what you're talking about
1: yeah I'm thinking, like, EVE Online, even though that game is completely beyond me. (laughs) If I think an MMO, I think that is what they should be going towards. Because otherwise, you're mostly just playing co-op games where other people occasionally steal your stuff. Granted, I recognize the friendship part is really cool and a big draw. I just feel like you could accomplish other things one way or another. And that's why I guess I came up with this question in the first place.
0: No, it's a good question, I think. It's one of those ones that kind of you think about because I can see both points of view on it for sure. I know for me, losing that open world, I think, would be... That was the thing that stopped me from... like That kind of keeps me from getting really into Warframe and really into Destiny is you've got your little your spaceship or the little city that you can do stuff while you wait for other things to happen. Um, I remember when I used to play World of Warcraft when I would be looking for a group and you have to literally just type in. There was no buttons you type in lfg brd lf1m uh tank or something like that to find something and then i would just run laps in the main city of Ironforge forge at the time because that was the big alliance city everybody used and you just run laps and like i don't know why i did that because like now if i'm thinking about doing that i was like I could be doing other things with my life at this point. <laughs> um, even if an Elder Scrolls Online, like I'll want to go and play games and play other things and just kind of explore a bit more. Um but those Sorry. other games, what I was going to say, there's like Warframe and Destiny. Like that's what you do. You just kind of hang out in your hub city, wait for your experience to happen. It happens, and then you go back to your hub city, which is good for that there. But I think that's the thing that kind of keeps me from getting in there is knowing that there's not this big world I can explore.
1: I think part of it is that in ESO, you've got a cool elder scrolls game and world and story that you can be doing, or you can be doing the MMOE parts of running stuff over and over and making friends. And it is very cool that those are in the same application, but just part of me thinks both of them could be improved if they didn't depend on one another, but I also know that this is untrue. <laughs> I, I, I conceptually know it's untrue because economically it wouldn't succeed. Yeah. If that t- if that type of game was the way, if that would sell, it would have done it already. Those would be the most popular MMOs out there, rather than the more niche. Uh, rather than the rather than the theme parky game, MMOs that are at the top. And WoW, a- or CSO, FF. Final Fantasy 14, those wouldn't be at the top if the open world and players affect everything MMOs were what people actually wanted.
0: And just as a quick note, if people don't know sandbox, open world theme park, kind of the stuff. So a sandbox game, kind of like the best example of that is think like a Minecraft where you as the player basically have a sandbox and you can do anything you want in it. You create a lot of the things that the game does. And obviously it's a scale and not uh, more of a spectrum than just like a a game is this and a game is this. Whereas a theme park is you go in and they're telling you, here's all these cool different things you can run. So ESO is way more of a theme park style game where they're telling you, this is the story you can do. This is the events you can do. This is this. Whereas in a Minecraft style game, you go in and you're like, I want to build this kind of castle and then that was what happened. So just in case anybody's confused when we hear like sandbox versus theme park. So I think that's a good covering of that topic for tonight. And we've gone gone a little bit over our time, but I've had fun chatting with everybody. I don't know about you guys, but I think this was a really fun one and a good one to kinda of get in with everybody. Um so before I don't we don't think
1: Baratron dislikes me yet, so I think we did great. I knew that you know she what? was going to disagree with me overall on the topic, <laughs> but it seems like we're still friends, so that's wonderful. Everyone's
0: yeah. always still friends in the UESP,
3: up to a point, anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, on that one note, of her, one of her notes in the show notes was after a line I wrote, and it just said,
4: "This makes me sad." It's, <laughs> it if did. If there make was, sad. if this was a, uh, if Telltale still existed, Bertrand mm-hmm. would have had. Uh, Beartron will remember this for your interactions with her tonight, (laughs) Lost. I can picture it right now. Rest in peace, Telltale.
0: Uh, Well, on that note, uh, why don't we give everybody a little bit of sign-off? So, uh, Lost, where can people find you when you're not appearing on the Unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast?
1: I'm on the Unofficial Elder Scrolls pages Discord, Lost in Hyrule, and I'm also on the wiki. No one messages people there because Discord is much faster.
0: Yeah. And feel free to ping Lost if you just want them to know that you
1: love them. I'm okay with this. <laughs> Alara, how about yourself?
2: I'm Alara on the Discord as well and on the wiki. Or on Twitter, um, underscore Alara underscore.
3: Awesome. You were I'm going there. to
2: change that. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to decide what to change it to. <laughs>
0: we have to talk about you changing it every episode. It's tradition now.
3: Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Alara. X- X.
0: <laughs> Baratron, how about yourself? Where can people find you?
3: I just got a Tumblr.
0: Everybody Ooh. else is
3: getting rid of their Tumblr, and I just got—I just got started one, which is Baratron Girl. Um, but it's not very exciting, and it's mostly about me squeeing about a completely different video game. So, so you know, you don't have to go there. What no game? Uh, you can Ace Attorney. Oh. Yeah, because because I have two games. I have. The game i'm playing on my my big screen and the game i play on my little screen yeah and i only have two games at a time i'm very you know other um, people like there's a guy in the guild that i hadn't seen for like nine whole days and he turned up and i was like where have you been i was i was really worried he said oh i was playing I was playing fallout i said oh you've been cheating with us cheating <laughs> um, but yeah, where you'll else can me people on the find Discord. You? Uh, the Discord, and on the PCNA server, and also sometimes on the PCEU server for ESO as at Baratron.
4: Awesome. And AKB? Go to the end of the street, turn left, take the next right. If you see the house with the fallen roof, you've gone too far. Knock twice, pause, knock again. They'll let you win, but be sure you have the money.
0: <laughs> I'm going to try this as soon as I get off. I'm trying to figure out where that actually would take me now. and. This might be interesting. I might end up at the Christmas tree house. Interesting. <laughs> And as always, I'm Pylon, your host of the Unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Uh, make sure you check out the Unofficial Elder Scrolls page's Twitter account at UESP underscore net. Search for us on Facebook. Just type in UESP and I'm sure you'll find it somewhere. And as always, the Discord server is bumping, so make sure you come check us out discord.gg UESP. And on behalf of everyone here, I want to say thank you for coming to join us as we rambled on and chatted about this. I had a lot of fun, and I think everybody else did. And enjoy your adventures and Tamriel. Have a good night.